Chapter 19 of House, Garden, and Field by L. C. Meall. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Houseflies. The passage which follows gives all the information respecting houseflies that a well-informed and observant man, who had never occupied himself with insects, was able to furnish. I think it may be taken as representing the average amount of knowledge possessed by intelligent people who are not naturalist. Quote, the housefly is a small insect which buzzes about our rooms in summer. It is often found on the window pane. Sometimes there are found with it many smaller flies, young ones, I suppose. The blue bottle is quite different from the housefly, much larger and of a blue color, while the housefly is black. Some people say that the housefly stings, but it has never stung me that I can recollect. I do not know where houseflies come from, but blue bottles are bred from maggots, such as anglers use for bait. Unquote. My friend's remarks suggest several comments, and first of all this, that he mixes up under the name of housefly a number of quite different insects. In our houses, the following flies are commonly met with, and any one of them would be called a housefly by the man in the street. 1. The common housefly, Musca domestica. During late summer and early autumn, this is the most abundant fly found in rooms of city houses. It is not nearly so plentiful in country houses where other species often replace it. Dr. L. O. Howard of Washington made collections of the flies of kitchens, pantries, and dining rooms in various parts of the United States. Upwards of 20,000 were collected on sticky fly paper and examined. Nearly 99% belong to the common housefly. See Flies and Typhoid Fever, Popular Science Monthly, 1901. No census of this kind has been taken in England, but my own observations lead me to believe that none of our houseflies preponderate to such a degree over the rest, though in restaurants and taverns, where food, shelter, and warmth can always be had, and where neighboring stables furnish convenient breeding places, the common housefly may multiply prodigiously. In private houses, even in great cities, but still more in country houses, there is a variety of sorts, though one or another may decidedly prevail at a particular season. Six out of the eight houseflies recorded as present occasionally in American houses are importations from Europe, and several of them are much more plentiful in our houses than Howard's census shows them to be across the Atlantic. Our common housefly has now been transported to every quarter of the globe. In September, we find in our houses some very provoking flies, which settle time after time on the face or wrist, and press the skin with much determination, as if trying to draw blood. These flies are hard to catch, being uncommonly wary, and much on the wing. They do not often settle on the window pane, where a fly is most easily taken at a disadvantage, but often rest on the floor or in a dark corner. Such examples as I have captured have all proved to be common houseflies, M. domestica, and I suspect that they have become so artful by haunting horses. At all events, this species does annoy horses a great deal. How do we tell the common housefly from other flies of much the same general appearance? One distinctive mark is found in the color of the abdomen, which in the common housefly is always yellowish at the base and often over a great part of the under surface. If we separate the very peculiar antenna from the front of the head and examine it with a lens, we shall see that the long bristle, which forms its proper termination, is feathered, whereas in some other houseflies it is naked. The upper surface of the thorax shows dark longitudinal streaks in many flies, due to absence of the hairs which elsewhere hide the dark skin. 
In the common housefly, four regular and distinct streaks run lengthwise along the back of the thorax, but are not continued upon the gray semicircular shield, scutellum, at the hind end of the thorax. Another dark streak, broader in the female than in the male, runs along the middle line of the back of the abdomen. All this particularity is necessary in order to distinguish with certainty the common housefly from other flies which are often met with in houses. The common housefly often hibernates in cellars and attics. In a mild winter, some of these semi-torpid flies make their way from time to time into the living rooms, and I think I have seen them in nearly every month of the year. The larva is bred in horse dung, or as some naturalists tell us, in decaying vegetables. It is like the maggot of the blowfly, though much smaller. It pupates within the larval skin after one week of larval existence, and the fly appears at the end of the second week. The common housefly is often infested with mites or with false scorpions, chelifers, one species of which, Chernus nodosus, has often been found on the legs of flies. Sometimes all the flies in a particular shop, a provision shop, are found to harbor chelifers. 2. The black fly, Musca corvina, is very like the common housefly, and like it is marked with four dark streaks on the thorax. In the black fly, however, the streaks are continued upon the scutellum. The abdomen of the male is yellowish, that of the female dark gray. This fly is decidedly larger than the common housefly. It is frequent on walls around stables and occasionally enters houses as if by mistake or else to hibernate there. 3. The stable fly, Certinura stabulans, is larger than the common housefly and about as big as the black fly. It is of a gray color with a reddish tinge on the scutellum and legs. The four dark streaks on the thorax and the dark streak on the abdomen, which are conspicuous in the common housefly, seem pale and almost washed out in the stable fly. This species is common in outhouses and stables in the north of England, as well as out of doors, but it is not often seen in houses. It is comparatively rare in the southern counties. The larva has often been found feeding on radishes or other vegetables in a kitchen garden. It is said also to prey upon other larvae. 4. The little house fly, Homolomia canicularis, is a regular inmate of our houses. It is rather smaller and rather paler in color than the common housefly. The abdomen is of a conical shape behind, the bristle of the antenna is not feathered, and the wing pattern is slightly different. The males, which are far commoner than the females, have yellowish, translucent patches on either side of the base of the abdomen, which may be very conspicuous when the fly is seen against the light shining through the windowpane. The mode of flight also is peculiar. Sometimes we remark only a slow movement to and fro, just beneath the ceiling, but at other times, in hot summer weather, the flies execute a peculiar evolution, which enables us to identify them. One darts at another, and after a sort of hasty kiss, the two fly off in different directions. Anyone who lies down on a sultry July or August afternoon and casts his eyes to the ceiling is very likely to see this maneuver repeated time after time. The flies which I have captured dancing in this way have all been males. When the little housefly comes to rest on a vertical surface, such as a hanging cord, its head is nearly always turned downwards. 5. The staircase fly, Homolomia scalaris, is, like the last, a little smaller than the common housefly. It not only abounds in houses, but also in streets and gardens. 
This species is most certainly recognized by a large tubercle on the inner side of the tibia of the middle leg. A number of homolomia flies may sometimes be seen out of doors, dancing merrily in the sun, and an experienced eye will sometimes detect two or even three different species in the throng. The larvae of the homolomias are very peculiar, quite unlike those of any species of musca. Every segment bears a pair of plumed appendages, many of them relatively large, which give a distinctive appearance, not to be mistaken by anyone who has ever examined it. 6. The Gray House Fly, Stomoxus calcitrans. This is the fly that bites. It is very nearly the same size as the common house fly, but its wings are more widely parted in the resting attitude. The body is more thickly clothed with gray hairs, and the eyes are not so red. When the head is closely examined, a slightly curved proboscis is seen to project forwards from it. This encloses a sharp lancet, which inflicts the wound. The larva is reared in dung heaps, and hence this is a common fly in farmhouses. It is much less frequent in cities. 7. The Yellow House Fly, Polenia rudis. This is often found on the windows of country houses. It is larger than the common house fly, and its thorax is clothed with soft yellow hairs. The fly often hibernates in the house and is generally seen in spring, long before the common house fly appears. It is quite necessary to remind any naturalist that no insect which has once expanded its wings grows afterwards, to pass over such occasional anomalies as the queen of the white ants. Therefore, when we see little flies running among the houseflies on the pane, the mere fact that they are much smaller tells us that they do not belong to the same species. Among the most active of these little flies are those named fora, which may often be distinguished by the nimble way in which they run about, as well as by their hardiness, for they may be found at all seasons of the year. Another very common little fly is the fruit fly, which lays its eggs in overripe or decaying fruit. This is Drosophila, and though few of us remark it, it is so common in houses that we have only to leave a soft, pulpy fruit like a tomato exposed to the air for a few days to get a plentiful supply of Drosophila larvae. I do not venture to describe here the structure of any housefly. The student who has some knowledge of insect structure and command of technical methods would find occupation for a few weeks or months in examining any one of the following fly structures. The antenna, the eye, the proboscis, the haltier, the spiracle, the foot. End of chapter 19